Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is pro softball player Alicia Ocasio. Alicia, how's it going? I'm good. How are you, Paul? Good, good. You're actually uh, the first softball player on the show. Really? <laughs> what an honor. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for having yeah. me. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you coming on. So let's just jump right into it. When did you start playing softball? Um, I started playing uh, around seven years old. Um, born in Long Island. You know, all my cousins played softball. I was going around the field a lot. And then coming to Florida, I really got into it. Started playing literally, you know, threw the ball around with my dad. Um, you know, he had aspirations to play for the Yankees. So he was kind of living his dream through me. <laughs> so, no, I've been throwing the ball around since I was seven and just you know, kept playing. Gotcha. Well, I know you, you said you moved at a young age, right, from New York to Florida? Yeah, um, my mom lived in New York, Long Island, and Pacific, and my dad in Florida. So I moved permanently when I was seven, and then I'd go back and forth um, every summer and holidays and pretty much whenever. Gotcha, gotcha. So do you think, uh, like, moving to Florida, uh, like, had a bigger impact since you got to, like, play, like, all year round? Or uh, I don't know if you did, but since the weather's warmer down there, I know that. <laughs> Absolutely, 110%. Um Florida, like a lot of southern states, California, Texas, is like a breeding ground for Florida. And playing all year round outside certainly has its advantage. Even moving up here to D.C. and teaching these younger girls, I've been able to see the difference in the softball culture because, you know, during the winter months, the girls are going inside, they're, they're practicing in gyms, they have to use squishy balls. They're pretty much doing what they have to do in order to stay in softball shape, whereas in Florida... We can, you know, we can pan on on Christmas Day. So we're playing year-round outside and we're getting, you know, I would say a lot more reps and, and more practice than, you know, people would in, in the northern state. Gotcha. Now, going back to high school, what was uh, your recruiting process like? Well, um, you know, everyone has their own experience, and I get asked this question a lot, uh, mainly because I did commit to Florida so late. Um, there's, you know, a lot of girls commit the the schools when they're maybe freshmen in high school, they verbal. I actually committed to the Florida Gold Coast my junior year. Um, that was a very impulsive decision. Um, you know, they're a great school, but, you know, I had a great junior year, a great uh, summer going into my senior year, and, you know, I had aspirations to kind of aim for the best of the best. So um, I decommitted, and, you know, Jim Walton actually called me um, a couple of days after that, and a couple other people were recruiting me, but I had my eyes set on Florida. They're only an hour and a half away from where I live in Central Florida, so um, I had my eyes on them, and I actually went to visit them a couple of days after he called and committed the very next week, so it was kind of crazy, but, you know, I'm blessed to have had the opportunity. Yeah, I asked basically every athlete that comes on just what the recruiting process is, just like you said, it was everyone's is different, but uh, so I know uh, you're a pitcher primarily, correct? I like to call myself an athlete. Um, yeah. You think primarily because I was in a circle a lot at Florida. 
But, you know, wherever the team needs me is where I'm going to play. For Puerto Rico, I actually start in my field, and whenever they need me to pitch, I'll go to pitch. But I was kind of, uh, it was like one of my primary positions at Florida. But um, it just varies. Whatever the team needs, that's where I'm going to be. Do you prefer either or? <clears throat> no, I just, I want to hit. I want to be in the lineup, and you can put me wherever, and I'm going to give you my all. So that's just my mindset on it. Gotcha. So, like, coming out of high school, were, were colleges asking you to, like, either be a full-time position player or, like, a full-time pitcher or, or no? Um, there were, you know, there were some schools, you know, it's a little it's a little different in, in softball to yeah. where, you know, we'd be playing our game and then a coach would ask our head coach to put us in a certain position. So, you know, I say it was a shortstop during a game. If a coach liked me and needed the right fielder, he'd ask the coach to put me in right field see how I play there. But, you know, luckily Tim Wallen, uh, we've had multiple conversations about this. He recruited me as an athlete, and I truly appreciate that because uh, a lot of people limit their athlete and kind of put them in a box. So that's just how my experience went. Yeah, definitely. So going into freshman year at Florida, what were your expectations? You know, like any other, you know, freshman coming in, I, I want to play and I want to start and I want to be the person that you call on. And it was a little bit different coming in because when I did start playing, I was a pitcher. I needed to improve my defensive skills. I needed to work on my hitting. So my primary position was a pitcher. And, you know, I did my part, but yeah, every year I wanted more. I was hungry. I wanted to play more. And me and Juan have had that conversation multiple times. And gradually down to my senior year, I started playing every game. So it was kind of a gradual thing to where I started getting on the field more. I was, you know, the better that I got on the field. Yeah, definitely. And I know you had a great year that year. And you guys went on to win the national championship. And so what was that like? Um, it was surreal. I remember, you know, Lauren was pitching that game. I was in the dugout uh, just cheering her on. We're all interlocking arms. And, you know, when we got that final out, I actually fell over, like, the fence <laughs> because everybody was so excited. We were pushing each other down, trying to get to the, the mound. But it was surreal. And it's crazy, though, because people will ask me, like my favorite moment playing as a Gator and you know winning a national championship is great but one of my favorite moments is was my senior year Jordan Matthews actually hit a walk-off home run to send us to the Women's College World Series and I have never you know felt that like his dude and my heart was pumping I was so happy for her especially since he was a freshman so that moment too was just so I don't know so crazy Mm-hmm. Yeah, and going back to the national championships, was there a point in that season where like you guys knew you were going to win, like win it all? Well, the thing was, so the year that I came in, fifteen was my first year. They had previously won it the year before, fourteen. Okay. So there was, you know, a lot of pressure. You you win a national championship and you have a card on your back, but you know, we we took that and we you know took it and made light of it. Um, we worked harder. We knew that we had a target on our back, and we kind of just persevered through it because you know. It's hard to win back-to-back. It really is. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that we knew, but, we, you know, you got to have that swag for you. you got to have that chip on your shoulder. We were walking in there um, with a purpose, and that's how we won it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just, like, looking at your stats, you had a great career and stuff like that. And what year did you think was your best year? Like, on paper, it kind of looked like it was your sophomore year. Yeah, pitching for sure, I think, was my sophomore year. Um, really great year, Um but, you know, without my defense, you know, you don't get those accolades as a pitcher. Your defense helps you out a ton. Your offense wins games for you. Obviously, you know, there's pieces to a puzzle. But 
without a pitcher, I mean, without defense and offense, the pitcher really isn't anything. So I owe it to the rest of the team um, for, for, you know, making it happen. Yeah, definitely. In junior year, you only started uh, 11 games as a pitcher and, and pitched in 19 games. So was that just like going back to what you said, you were just a team player and you were just playing the field more? Absolutely. Like I said, if I'm hitting and I'm helping out, I'm helping out in any way I can, then I'm, I'm fine. Cool. But, you know, the transition going from my sophomore year to my junior year, I think was Kelly Barnhill stepping up um, from her freshman year to her sophomore year. Um, and we also had Delaney Gorley, who is an amazing pitcher. Well, I don't know if you've seen watched her, but she has a nasty changeup. And I looked to her a lot during my career at Florida. But Kelly really stepped up that year. And, you know, we were lacking in the outfield a little bit. So I learned how to play outfield a lot better than I did before. And she stuck me in right field, and that's where I played most of my innings. And I pitched where I was needed. But um, like I said, I was a good team player. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of people say that, but you actually did it, like being a team player. Yeah. I think I give all the credit to my parents for the athleticism, but uh, I couldn't have done it without the coaching staff, without Tim Wallen, Coach Rocha, and everybody else who coached me at Florida for the station. Because it's hard to, to kind of balance, not only with myself um, and being disciplined and stuff, but you know, teaching um, and helping these girls get better at their positions and it's hard to play multiple as well. So, you know, like I said, I'm blessed to have coaches who did, you know, put me in a box and learn at me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like knowing that you won, like you won it all your freshman year. I know you didn't, you guys didn't win it all again during your career, but you guys won like the SEC titles and you're like all American. So like, what what was that like to basically like? I mean, you started at the top, but then like you basically never got back there. But I mean, you still won in general. Um, I think my four years, and you know anybody in my class, Janelle, Katie, Nicole can speak on this as well. It's it's pretty interesting the kind of road that you know we were on during our four years because if you look at it, our freshman year we won the World Series. Our sophomore year, you know, we didn't go to the World Series at all. And then nice. going back to the World Series, my junior year, we lost it in the finals. And then my senior year, we didn't get to the finals at all, but we made it to the World Series. So we kind of got a taste of of it all. It it humbles you for sure, but uh, you know those SEC titles, we take pride in that for sure. We take pride in it every single year. Um, and we work our butts off so that we can, you know, prove, prove ourselves and push ourselves to be the best team in the conference. So we, we don't take that, that championship lightly. Yeah, definitely. How many how many total rings did you end up getting? <laughs> um, I have five rings. <laughs> so four SEC and then one national championship ring. Yeah, see, that's, that's still dope. Yeah. Pretty um, nice. I got to show them to you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So when did you, like, realize that you could go pro and then that you wanted to? GoPro? Um, I don't know if it was just like a spark in my head that, um, you know, I would tell myself that I wanted to go pro. I think it was just a gradual understanding of what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. I wanted to play at the highest level, whether it meant, you know, playing for an Olympic title, um, mm-hmm. which will, you know, get the chance to qualify for this year, or playing professionally in the MPF or going overseas. I just wanted to play softball at the highest level and the MPS, you know, gives me that, you know, gives players an opportunity to play the sport that they love after they're done with their four years playing on college. So I knew I just, I wanted to get that experience in playing the league. Yeah, definitely. And, and last year you got drafted 10th overall in the National Pro Fast Pitch League by the Chicago Bandits. So what was uh, draft day like? 
I think it, my story's pretty funny, you know. You know, people tell you their draft day. They're with their team, and they're in the room watching, watching the draft, or they're at the draft, and their name gets called. I was actually in tutoring, <laughs> watching it on my phone with my tutor. Um, so it was a pretty funny story. And my phone was going in and out, too, so I was real pissed. But it's just a surreal moment just to know that you're called on and you get to play for something so much bigger than yourself. Again, pro fastest league and... You know, we're still growing, but, um, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, you have six teams, and we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, follow, follow the MLB footsteps, trying to get trying to get up there and grow ourselves, but it's a work in progress. Yeah, definitely. I checked it out, and I saw that there's, like, a Beijing team, so I thought that was pretty cool that they had, like, the feature of the Chinese national team players on there. Yeah, it's really interesting because in the MPS, there's really two... I would say three because Canada is in there, so they're an American team, they're in the Americas. But, you know, last year most of our teams were, you know, international teams who joined the league, like the Shoegate Eagles, um, mm-hmm. the Aussie Peppers, and just, you know, a couple other ones. But um, it was really just, you know, each trip, the Pride, and the Chicago Bandit to were in the Americas. But, yeah, the dynamics are interesting. Yeah, how overall, how was your, uh, like, rookie experience and, I know you had another great season. They were 2-0, one save, 1.270 ERA, 22 innings. And then I saw that you guys lost in the championship. Yeah, we lost to the prime. They have a lot of great players who have big names. And, but it was a good experience. I mean, I was gone a lot of the summer as well because I do play for Team for the week. and we were yeah. competing overseas. But um, while I was there, I really enjoyed the experience. You know, I, more so the girls. Um, I had a great time with the girls and really connected with them and, that made it really fun. I mean, my experience very enjoyable. But it was nice because, you know, in college, you wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, go to your lift, go to your run, have an appointment, have to eat breakfast, all those different stuff. And it's a lot of stuff that you have going on. But with pro, it's a little bit more relaxed. You still have your commitments that you have to abide by and, and, and rules and stuff. But a little more laid back. And you kind of, you know, the transition from college to pro, I was more understanding of, the type of player that I was and what I needed in order to be the best on the field that I could be. So I think that's really interesting, kind of learning yourself a little bit more. And because, you know, the program's different. So you kind of mm-hmm. got to figure it out or, or bust. Yeah, definitely. What's it been like? Uh, I saw there was a former, I mean, there was a couple of your former teammates on your team on the, in the pros now. So what's that been like? And I saw that... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Kelly uh, Barnhill that you just mentioned before got drafted number one overall to your team this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of Kelly. Um, and you know what's the crazy thing is we've, uh, Florida, we've never had a number one draft pick. And to go Kelly Barnhill, number one, to the Chicago Bandits, and then go number two, Amanda Lorenz, one of probably the greatest hitters that'll walk through Florida, goes to the UAAA State Pride. I think that's huge for our program. And, but, you know, just to see the girls that I've played with, you know, they're pretty much all in the pride. Um, like Delaney, Nicole, some other ones. And, you know, last year, Coach Rocher, who actually coached me um, at Florida, was, you know, it's actually Tim Wan and Eric Thomas, all the coaching staff was, was helping out the pride. It was great for experience to kind of see everybody in a different light, like in, in a different element um, on a different team. So that was interesting for sure. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty cool. And, uh, like, how do you think the NPF could, like, grow the game and just become more popular? 
Well, I I don't know um, all the dynamics. I don't know all the stuff that goes on behind closed doors. Yeah. So I can't speak too much on what exactly we can do. Um, I reached out to, you know, veteran of the league about a players union. I was actually really influenced by Natasha. Um, she's part of her, and she has a voice in her union. So I was really pushed to kind of figure out and, and learn more about the NPS union so that we can, um, so I can be part of that and we can kind of have a voice, the players can have a voice for the league. So that's just one step that I've taken to figure out what I can do to better the league. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing back from her. So. For sure. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but... <laughs> Or you could answer this, but uh, has like MLB ever like helped them out or in any way or anything like collabed or anything? I can't speak on that. I'm not sure. You know, mm-hmm. there's always talk and there's always rumors, but I don't I don't know anything concrete, so I can't. Uh, if they did uh, contribute to our league, that would be amazing. These MLB players don't have salary caps, so I think that you know the time that the NTF has been around and the the lack of I guess help that we've had from what I can see is kind of it's kind of strange because you know the you know me and Natasha talk about this a lot the the NBA stands behind the WNBA so if we were to have the help um, of the MLB behind us that would move mountains I think for us but like I said I don't know the dynamics so I can't really give you anything concrete but that's just from you know my perspective. Yeah, for sure. And going into uh, international play, I know you play for Team Puerto Rico. So how'd that all come about? And um, did like the USA team ever try to pick you up from them? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so in, uh, I started playing for the Junior Women's National Team in 2003. 2003. 2013, they came and watched me at one of my high school games. I really had no idea they were coming, honestly. But I actually threw a no-hitter, and that was pretty cool. But after that, I started playing for them, and then two years after that in 15 I played for the women's team my first year um, with the women's team and we actually played the Pan American games and got a bronze medal so that was pretty cool but we you know we've gone to Dominican Republic Colombia Japan just competing against the best of the best in the world and this summer we're actually going to Lima Peru to play in the Pan American games and then later that month in August where we have a chance to qualify for the 2020 Olympics in Canada, so it's just the, the qualifier for the Americas in Canada, mm-hmm. yeah. and two of the top teams will be able to qualify, but uh, I can't speak too much on USA. I've been loyal to Puerto Rico and been there with them since the start, and I'll continue to be. Yeah, that, wait, so so they have tried to pick you up? Is that what you're saying? There's been, there's, there's been a conversation, but like I said, I've always been loyal to Puerto Rico. Nothing about that has changed, and <clears throat> I stay true to them. So was it really, I would say, conversation, but not really conversation. Because gotcha. I never really thought about it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, they picked you up first. So, yeah, you said this summer is the, the qualifying game. So what, what are, like, do you have to, like, win the whole, like, tournament or, like, a certain amount of games? So the first qualifier was last year in Japan. So USA clinched the first berth to the 2020 Olympics for softball. Japan already has their berth because they're hosting it. I'm not sure about the other countries, what qualify, when their qualifiers are, but the Americas are playing in Canada from the 25th of August to September 1st, 2019. And the top two teams in that qualifier will be able to go to the Olympics now. So Puerto Rico is number fourth in the world, but uh, I think, you know, it's going to be a little bit tough because Canada... Um, who's number three in the world, and the next girl who's number five. It's going to be a tough qualifier because only two get that spot. Yeah, definitely. And, and what, what would it be like to actually qualify for the Olympics? 
Like, what would it mean to you? Uh, a dream. Uh, these girls, you know, grow up with aspirations of playing in the Olympics. So just to fulfill a dream and play for something just so much bigger to grow the game and to just represent not only in the softball world, but for, for Puerto Rico, I think it's, it's going to be an amazing experience. And uh, I'll probably cry. My whole family will probably cry just because it's just such an honor to, like, be an Olympian. Yeah. You look at, you know, Stacey Newman, who's, who's coached me, Lauren Lavin, they both did the Olympics, and I looked up to them tremendously because of that and just because of the respect that I have for them. So being an Olympian is just a dream come true. Yeah, for sure, and I think that'll help softball in general on the count of, uh, I think it was 2008 was the last Olympics they were in, because they ended it for a short time, well, until now, I guess. Yeah, and you know what's crazy, in um, 2024, we won't have a softball in the Olympics again, Paris, France, pretty much, you know, denied the play of softball and baseball in the 2024 Olympics, which is disheartening, but, you know, we're going to keep working, but I think, I'm pretty sure that the country who votes has the bid of what sport play, if I'm not mistaken, but... Hey, that's crazy that they're doing it for one year and they're not going to do it the following Olympics. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but, you know, we, we can. I don't know if we can do anything about that now. Yeah. So, I know uh, you're still in the off-season, right? You're getting ready for the season? Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> one month. One month till your fourth. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so you started coaching at Howard University. So, how, how's that been? It's been it's been fun. The girls are, you know, super coachable, and they're just, you know, lighthearted, uh, fun to be around. So, that's made the experience. Really cool, but I'm a volunteer there too, so I'm not I'm not out there as much. I do some stuff and train girls and kind of work on the side as well. But I'm there on a campus PT and help out. Tori's been really good in the process, as well as Jasmine Jackson, who's actually on Team USA. So that's been fun. And you know, this is Tori Tyson. Um, she actually coached under Bandits as well. Came from Maryland as a teaching coach. This is her first year, so it's been kind of a transition, rebuilding year. And we're, you know, we're pretty much going on 500 this season. But like I said, rebuilding here and, and she's stepping up those girls and bringing a new culture, teaching them. And so it's been really cool to watch players firsthand go from one culture and, and kind of just learning the game all over again and turning them into savages for you. Like. Yeah, definitely. What about, was it kind of strange that you're only like a year older than them? You know, it's funny. Um, Mackenzie Steele, who is a senior pitcher on... The, the Howard team, she's actually older than me. Oh, it's kind of weird, but, you know, we've talked about it. She, you know, she's like, you know, you're older than me, but I respect you because of the experiences that you've had, the player that you are. So, like, I want to learn from you. Like, age isn't a thing. Um, yeah. I'm still learning from players. I learn from players every day. So, I don't think it's an age thing. I just think it's a student of the game thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you coming from Florida going to Howard, I mean, it would be different if you were, like, going to, like, a bigger, like, a big school like Florida, you know. Um, yeah, it just depends on the girls, too, and yeah. I'm willing to, to teach wherever and kind of, you know, spread my knowledge of the game, and, and if I can, you know, impact one person, if I can help the team get better, then I'm going to do it by all means. Yeah, for sure. What what advice would you give to a young girl that wants to be a pro softball player? To keep working hard and compete. That's what people like to see, each on the watch, and compete always. One thing that, uh... <laughs> I learned growing up, too, is to not let my emotions get the best of me when I'm playing. And I think that's huge 
because it's easy to get out of character. There's a lot of things in the game that aren't going to go your way, but it's up to you to remain, you know, calm and collected and resilient and just compete and, and just have that next pitch mentality, next play mentality, and, and not worry about the past. Just go after them in the present and, and work hard. Yeah, definitely. You ready for some fun questions? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you nervous? Me? Kinda. <laughs> what are you gonna ask? <laughs> the first one: Who's your favorite uh, softball player, or baseball players, like growing up? Huh. Um. I, you know, I looked up to Natasha Wally a lot. I played shortstop growing up, so I wanted to be just like her. I even got a Bruins jersey uh, because I wanted to go to UCLA at a young age, but that dream kind of died down. But I also, you know, looked up to you know the big names: Jenny Sanders, Jessica Mendoza, mm. Kat Osterman. They were just huge names growing up, and a lot of girls looked up to them, but. Uh, those are just some of the names that, that I looked up to as well. All right. And uh, what three jerseys would you want that you don't own right now? Could be uh, I don't sport. have a Derek Jeter jersey. I need that for sure. That's the go right there. Um, I would probably still rock Natasha Watley's jersey, even though I'm on Puerto Rico, <laughs> or USA jersey. And then, funny, I live with Natasha, but I don't have one of her jerseys, so I'm going to have to steal her answer and go with the well. <laughs> there you go. Is there anything that you want to do this year that you've never done before? Um, I saw, you know, I saw one of my friend's Instagram stories. He went skydiving, and that looked pretty cool. So I'm thinking about going skydiving this year. Do something crazy, get out of my element, get out of my comfort zone. <laughs> That's oh, what... and you know what? You know what? I actually I want to qualify for the 2020 Olympics. That's something I've never done before. <laughs> All right, yeah. Got to, got to. And, and what do you like to do in your free time when you're not playing softball or teaching softball? Um, so I like to I like to be outside. I like to go for walks in national parks and go to the springs and just be outdoorsy and, and stuff. I'm not going to go camping or anything, but <laughs> I like to you know go swimming, go to the beach, just kind of just soak the sun in and just enjoy my environment. Um. Is there any place you're uh, dying to go to? Yeah, and actually, I want to go to Yosemite, and I want to go to, like, the Grand Canyon out west. Yeah. I've heard a lot about it. Um, well, my strength coach, Coach Paul from Florida, he always goes camping and tells us about his story. So uh, that's one thing that I want to go do. I want to go, I don't know about camping, but I for sure want to go explore it. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I feel you. I'm not, I'm good on camping outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with, with, with not having bears in my, uh, <laughs> my tent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and could you let the people know where they could find you on social media? For sure, for sure. Um, at Alicia Ocasio, so A-L-E-S-H-I-A-O-C-A-S-I-O on all platforms. All right, appreciate you coming on, and good luck this season, and good luck in the Thank you the so qualifiers. much. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Paul, for having me. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 